Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello and welcome to this episode on why change is hard. I'm very excited to be here because this is my first solo episode where I'll be sharing with you my collective learnings and experiences that I've had on why change is hard. This is part one of three series and today I'll share with you three reasons why change is hard. The number one reason why change is hard is because we have a certain immunity towards change. Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy from Harvard University defined this term and they did research on this for several years. So this is um, this is 25 years of research coming to you in the next two minutes. And immunity is when there is a part of us that wants to move towards a certain goal. And at the very same time, we are unconsciously driven to actually go in the opposite direction. And the image that they give is when you are having one foot on the accelerator to go towards a certain goal, and at the very same time, you are unconsciously going in the opposite direction. Let me give you a couple of examples. The first example that comes up from their study with heart patients, they found that when heart patients were told that their lives are at risk, if they didn't change their lifestyle, if they didn't start eating healthy food, if they didn't start exercising or simply take their medication or simply take their medication, only one in seven heart patients actually made the change. So the question goes back to what happened with the other six patients. Well, the other six patients had what is called an immunity. That is, some of them felt that if they actually took the medication, then it actually means that they're old. And denying that they're old was what was coming in the way. And you might say that, well, I could resolve that with the logic. Of course, I'm getting old. And of course, that if my health is going to be better with a pill, I might as well take it. Now, it is something that we might know with our, we can reason out with our rational, but at the very same time, we are unconsciously so committed to that goal that it comes in the way. And an immunity is something that can be discovered and that can be put to test and that can be overcome. Let me give you an example of a coaching client I came across. Let's call him Pascal. Pascal's goal was to ask open questions, to be much more receptive with his team members. Now, this was a very important goal for him because he wanted to really give his team members a voice. Now, what came in the way in his immunity was a very deep assumption that given he comes from a very modest family and given he didn't go to a great school in France, he needed to prove himself. And his mental model was that in order to show that I'm a strong, capable leader, I need to have answers, I need to have opinions, and I need to speak about it in meetings. So this commitment to come across as a strong and capable person linked with his assumption that if I don't have answers and if I don't share my opinions first, then I'm not strong and capable, came in the way of him asking open questions and being more receptive with his team members. 
Now you might say that if he understood and if he discovered his immunity, just this knowing, then it's sufficient. Unfortunately, or fortunately, yes, sometimes just knowing that is sufficient. And a lot of times we are so committed to our old beliefs and our old patterns of working that it requires time, compassion, and patience to test out those assumptions and check the validity of those assumptions that have been protecting us and helping us go along and prove ourselves to be worthy and capable. So if you look at the tension here of wanting to come across as open and receptive and at the very same time wanting to come across as strong and capable came in his way of achieving the goals. And therefore, his behaviors that his people were seeing that were that he was imposing decisions, he was complaining when things were not being done because he was so focused on his own answers and his own opinions and was holding on strongly to them. Immunity is something that can be worked upon, that can be discovered. So the first reason is change is hard because we have an immunity and we need to discover and unfold those immunities. The second reason why change is hard is because motivation and determination are not sufficient to make change happen. When you look at the heart patients, you can ask yourself the question, weren't the six other people who didn't make that change in their lifestyle, weren't they interested in living? Well, of course they were motivated. Of course they were determined to live longer and live happier. And yet they weren't able to make that change. And it's the very same thing that happens in organizations. When people aren't able to make a change happen, the number one thing that happens is people start blaming each other for not being motivated and determined. People start pointing fingers because when one fails to make the change happen in the organization, it is a cumulative effect on other people who are waiting on this person's delivery on or who are waiting on this person's success to actually prove or make or do their job. So we unfold a collective finger pointing and this collective finger pointing makes the one who's trying to make the change feel so low that they start having all these mental conversations of what is it that I need to change? Am I capable? Am I not capable? What's going on? And they start also resisting these people who are pointing fingers at them through accumulating a snowball effect of resistance towards people who are blaming this person who's not able to make the change and and self-questioning ourselves of what is it that I'm not capable of doing? I once had a man who was in his 50 plus who had been in a very senior, who was in a very senior position. And he said, maybe there's just 20% of me that needs to be changed. I wish the other people would see that 80% of me is not wrong, is not broken. So you see how much pressure we put on a person when one fails to achieve the change? All the harsh judgments come from a misunderstanding that if one is determined and motivated, then change can happen. So blame does not help the person to grow. And it also makes the person resist the change even more because they have developed anger towards people who are blaming them. 
So if only we can acknowledge that change is hard and be more compassionate with people who are making the change and be more generous with ourselves and with others, then we can give change a better chance. So to summarize, the second reason why change is hard is because people blame each other for not being motivated and determined. And I just wish for you that you will be much more compassionate with yourselves and with others. The third reason why change is so hard is because we treat adaptive challenges as technical challenges. So what's a technical challenge? A technical challenge, let me give you an example, is your car is broken, you need to fix it. So what you do is you call an expert and you say, hey, can you fix the car? So what you need is you need to find the expert, you need the time to take the car to the garagist, and you need money to fix the car. So a technical challenge is when the challenge can be solved by technical means, that is by expertise, by time and money. On the other hand, an adaptive challenge is something that requires mindset shift and that can't be changed with just technical expertise. So let me give you an example of an adaptive challenge that I came across in a team. I was once observing a team meeting with 16 people. And what I noticed is in the first 30 minutes of the meeting, only three people spoke and the other people didn't speak. So the question was, are the other people required in the meeting? If only three are speaking up, what's going on? When I asked the team this question, the first answer that they came up with, oh, we don't talk to each other because we're not used to talking to each other. We talk to people here locally. And uh, so maybe what we can do is we can have a chat system so that we communicate more with each other. Well, you see, that's exactly a technical solution to an adaptive challenge. You need to look at what's happening. When we look deeply at what was happening in this team, we found that people didn't feel co-responsible for each other's goals. They were all working in silos and they didn't speak up because they said, it's not my job. This is not my subject, so it doesn't interest me, so I don't need to speak up. Do they have an opinion? Do they have solutions that can help their colleagues? Of course, yes, they have opinions. Of course, they can provide some valuable inputs that can help their colleagues. Why didn't they do that? Here's an adaptive solution. They need to work on feeling more co-responsibility with each other. And therefore, in this very example, having a technical solution, like putting in place a chat, is not going to help them. They need to work on the mindset shift of being co-responsible for each other. So the third reason is solve adaptive challenges with adaptive solutions. Look for patterns at work. How are people working with each other? And look deeper at what is happening. Pay attention to those patterns in the system because when you question the patterns at play, that will reveal to you something deeper of what needs to be really addressed. So the third one is treat, look for adaptive solutions and not just technical ones. And for every technical change, for any kind of change in the organization, there needs to be an adaptive timeline of mindset shift that's required for every change in the way of working. So if you're moving from a waterfall to an agile, you need to look at 
What is the mindset shift that is needed and help those mindset shifts to evolve and have a timeline planning where you have an adaptive solution corresponding to every technical process that's being put in place. So thank you for listening to these three reasons why change is so hard. And if you want to know more and need support to make change happen in your organization, don't hesitate to reach out to me and I'll be happy to support you or even simply to answer your questions and share more information with you. Look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Until then, bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential, check out www.meetmypotential.com. That's www.meetmypotential.com. Join us again. And until then, stay cool.